If the mountain seems too big today, then climb a hill instead. If the morning brings you sadness, it's okay to stay in bed. If the day ahead weighs heavy and your plans feel like a curse, there's no shame in rearranging. Don't make yourself feel worse. If a shower stings like needles and a bath feels like you're, you'll drown, if you haven't washed your hair for days, don't throw away your crown. A day is not a lifetime. A rest is not defeat. Don't think of it as failure, just a quiet, kind retreat. It's okay to take a moment from an anxious, fractured mind. The world will not stop turning while you get re realigned. The mountain will still be there when you want to try again. Just climb it in your own time. Just love yourself till then. Welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women about going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. I am a dreamer, a traveler, visionary, risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women in their dreams. If you've stumbled into our casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, I'm so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Good day, my lady. What the heck is this about? I'm just trying something a little new. What are you, Harry Potter? <laughs> I'm awful at accents, and no, I'm not Harry Potter. You're not Harry Potter. I've never even seen the movies. Yes, you have. You just I've fell seen, asleep. I've, I've seen three of them. Yes, and you fell asleep, but most of them. That's true. Sorry, Harry Potter fans. <laughs> oh, I don't think they're offended you fell asleep. In the beginning, you got a little taste of our guest, Megan Doherty, and she recited a, a little poem. You'll hear it later again, but I hope that gives you a little taste of what you're going to hear today. She made me cry when she read the poem. She is probably one of the people who, when I first met her, I didn't know what to think of her. She came bouncing into my life when I was in Boston. Oh, I said Boston. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> I was in Boston this uh, past summer for my yoga teacher training certification and social emotional learning facilitator certification. We form community groups and she came into our group. Now you would think that, wow, you met her over the summer and you think a lot of about her and how is it that you forge such a close relationship? Well, our yoga teacher training was three weeks long and it was 11 hours a day for six days a week. And Megan and I being in the same community group really got to spend the majority of our day together. The other seven women, in addition to us two, which make nine in our community group, we really forged a strong bond relationships. I would say that we were able to become very open, honest, vulnerable with each other in that amount of time. And we learned how to be able to talk about the good things, talk about the difficult things, and really learn how to build a community for ourselves within that community of Breathe for Change. And other, and other occasions, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But Megan 
Um, when you needed a smile during the training, she had it. When we needed to bounce off our chairs, she helped us. And there were times in which we needed to just hold each other and cry a little. She is compassionate. She is loving. She is an athlete. She is a badass. First of all, she, she, every time we were having some downtime, right? Uh, she would start just doing push-ups and, <laughs> and could not sit still. And I'm like, Megan, we're having a snack. Sit down. <laughs> but I love that about her and I am just so proud of her and her journey and I'm so happy that she is a guest in the podcast because she embodies confidence in a way that we all have it in perfection and everything else included and Megan uses an adjective with her name mindfully Megan mindfully Megan she has a blog, and one of the reasons she started the blog is to be able to share with people her journey, not only to be more mindfully present in her life and authentically herself, but mm-hmm. also she is um, going through recovery, and we talk a little bit about during the episode. All right, so it is time for the episode, and hang on till the end and enjoy a little centering exercise that Megan will step you through. That's right. She walks us through a little bit of our mindfulness practice and shows you a little bit that you can do for yourself, especially when you're feeling disconnected, overwhelmed, and definitely many of us have felt that way from time to time. All right. Now check the show notes for Mindfully Megan's blog her social media handles and some really fun pictures of yours truly in the gang <laughs> so on with the show with megan doherty and julie deluca collins thank you for being a part of casa de confidence podcast welcome to casa i am thrilled that you are here and i am so happy that you agreed because you are one of those people who I've met in the last year, but I feel like your soul I've known for a lifetime. You are kind and beautiful and smart and courageous, and you embody everything that I would like people who will be listeners to this show to get to know a little better. So Megan, introduce yourself because I can say that you're a yogi, a special ed teacher. You are a young woman who is coming to her own, is putting a lot of really positive things into the universe. But I want you to introduce yourself in your own words, please. Hi, guys. So my name is Megan Doherty. I'm so you know thrilled that Julie asked me to be on the show. Julie and I had the privilege of becoming friends through our yoga training. Um, It's called Breed for Change, and it's the only yoga teacher training specifically for educators in the world. So I had the privilege of, you know, really getting to know Julie during that time period. So as I said, my name is Megan. I am a certified yoga instructor. I work in special education. I work one-on-one with a student that has Down syndrome, and I also am in recovery as well, and I've been sober for four months now, so I'm really starting to get into the field of addiction and recovery on top of being in education. I feel like that's more of the path that I'm leaning towards. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I feel that from getting to know you, you have a powerful story of, of uh, perseverance and of continuing to seek the better version of Megan. And I know that you in your young life have done some amazing things and have helped so support so many different causes in the path that whatever you decide to take, you will continue to shine and you will continue to grow and touch lives. So I'm excited to have you on board. Casa the Confidence podcast is designed to just highlight women who don't have it all together, don't have all their shit together. And okay, I said shit. Well, it is what it is. You know me. Uh, But we'll definitely look to be better versions of themselves and go after their dreams. So you alluded to the fact that we met through yoga teacher training. It was a fantastic experience that we laughed a lot, cried a lot, danced a lot. Want to talk a little bit about our experience during Breathe for Change? Absolutely. So, you know, as Julie knows, I, you know, I've struggled with mental health for a long time and I actually willingly checked myself into the hospital um, last December prior to completing or, you know, doing the yoga training. And I was supposed to be doing the spring training, which is, which started in January, but I was only able to attend for a day because, you know, things went on with my mental health. So I was like, you know what, I really still want to do the training, but the, the winter training or spring training is, is not a good thing for me to be doing right now. So I really spent a lot of time, you know, really working on myself and yoga is something that I've been extremely passionate about since college. And I I knew I really wanted to do it. So, you know, the training for me was very, very healing as it was for everyone, but especially myself as someone who had just gone through such a traumatic experience, I was able to be vulnerable from the, from the get-go, you know, because I've, I've had a lot of, um, you know, strength and perseverance as you've mentioned, Julie. Mm -hmm. And this was a perfect opportunity to really dig deep and, you know, find Megan and find who I am. And as you said, you know, I don't have everything together, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working, I'm working Mm -hmm. towards progressing and getting, getting to that place that to be that authentic self that has always been in me. Yeah, I, excuse me, I think that that's exactly true. The one thing that as any yoga or yogi would know that the teachings in yoga is that how you show up on your mat is how you show up everywhere else in life. And I can tell you that when Megan shows up to her mat, she shows up 100%. She's in. She is authentic, she is she is committed, she is full of joy, and she is tenacious. And I love seeing in the period since we left our yoga teacher training and we became certified, I have seen you go after so many different parts of dreams that you have, and I've also seen you commit so fully into your well-being physically and emotionally and spiritually. And I, I, I really respect that. Tell me a little bit about what uh, the experience, again, going back to our experience where Breathe for Change was certainly intense. And for those of you who 
don't don't know you have to in order to get certified you have to go through a 200 hour certification and the way that breathe for change structures their program is that we met for was it 12 hours yeah 11 12 12 hours yeah for three weeks so six days a week we had one day off and Megan was uh, part of my community group uh, along other wonderful sisters who we love but we got to see each other at our best and our worst. And what is one lesson that you would say was uh, the biggest lesson that you brought, you got from the training in addition to being a certified yoga teacher? So I would say, you know, the biggest lesson that or takeaway from the training for me was just to not stop fighting like for myself, you know, and just really like hone in on my skills, my strengths. And as you said, the way I show up on the mat is the way I'm showing up in life. So that's, that was my biggest takeaway. Mm -hmm. I, I know that there were some days in which we were really tested, not only physically, but emotionally. What is one thing that you, you wish you would have told Megan the day before she arrived at yoga teacher training? What is one thing that you would tell yourself that, that you should be ready for? So as, as Julie know, knows is, you know, spending 11 plus hours together, six days a week, I am my own worst enemy. So I would tell Megan before showing up on my mat every day to be, be kind to myself because I'm so kind to everyone else about myself. So I would say that was, that would be the biggest thing that I get. Snap, 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 for sure. Oh, yes. Producer again is going to wonder what the heck that was. We were snapping at each other because we learned to do that. Um, I think that being kind to yourself is a concept that a lot of women take for granted. Why do you think that is? So I think, you know, the way I used to look at it was if I'm kind to other people, why do I need to be kind to myself? You know, if I'm good to others, I don't necessarily need to be good to myself because if I'm good to others, that, that brings me so much joy. But what I've learned is, you know, in order to be there for others fully through this training, you need to be there for yourself because as educators, you're, you're at such a, you're very stressful, very anxious. And when you're, you know, in that, it's very hard to focus on yourself. So what this training taught me is how to hone in on my skills, but also be, hold myself accountable for, you know, when I'm feeling down and how to kind of use yoga and meditation as an outlet to really process that. Right. I think that as women, one of the things that the concept of being present and also, like you said, right, using all of these tools uh, tends to be a challenge to be able to really adopt. One of the things I noticed on your <clears throat> on your Instagram, because you know I love Instagram, is one of and I was stalking you earlier, and I had to go back because I saw something that you posted, and it said you are the keeper of your world. Now we are in a different world right now and all of us seem to be sheltered in place. So what is one thing that you would recommend people to do in order to keep the world and make their world a better place? 
So I would say, you know, during this pandemic, I feel like a lot of people, it's, it's almost like a pity party that they have for themselves. But I think what people need to realize is everyone is in the same situation. You know, those who, you know, aren't able to graduate, it's, it's a shame and it's, it's awful. But at the same time, what people need to realize is, you know, everyone's going through this. So we're kind of in this together. So what I would say is, I really think it's important to get outside at least once a day. And it's Mm -hmm. important to set an intention and have a structure for each day. Because, you know, as educators, we're currently, you know, not able to be in school. So for me, a routine in in structure really works well. So I think if you start your day off on a positive note, you know, like we learned, you know, intention setting every day, Mm -hmm. it sets your day up and it sets you up for success. Right. Absolutely. I think uh, intention setting is something that is a concept that not a lot of people are aware of. And I think that as we, whether it be dreaming, and again, in the future, we're dreaming of having a better career or achieving a certain dream of ours, maybe to travel or whatnot, it's very important to be able to set an intention. Uh, one of the other things that I, I, I know that you talked a little bit about in your in your blog is the difference between intention setting and goal setting. Take me through that a little bit. Okay. So as you mentioned, not a lot of people know how to set intentions or kind of really what an intention is. And I, I honestly didn't really know the difference until doing the training. So a goal is something that you are striving for. So, you know, short-term goals, you often, it's, you know, you, you, you can do it in in a few weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, oh, I need to do this because this is a goal that I have. So if I don't achieve that goal, it's almost like a setback in a way. And I'm not saying goals aren't good or attainable, but personally intention setting is more attainable because, you know, you're, you're being more in the present moment, right? You know, on top of like, instead of being so future motivated, which I feel like a lot of people struggle with. So something that yoga and meditation and, you know, the training taught me is to center myself and be in this present moment. So by setting an intention, as I mentioned earlier, it set, it sets Mm -hmm. the tone of your day. So if, you know, if you're like, Oh goodness, I am very stressed out. I'm not going to have a good day. You're not going to have a good day, but you know, regardless of the circumstance, if you set an intention, you are going to have a successful day. Whether you have a lot of stress in that day, your day will be so much better by setting that one intention for yourself. I think that you, you're you absolutely right. We tend to live in the future. And by living in the future, we're really robbing ourselves of the present. And the present is the only day that we can really count on and is the only day that we really have a power over changing. And one of the things that I have found is by setting an intention, I am staying in the present, but I am also empowering myself to create the normal that I want. At the beginning of pandemic and I... I don't, I'm, I don't know if I'm repeating myself. I actually created a list of protocols that I wanted to incorporate. And there's certain things in there that are part of my everyday life anyway. But I wanted to keep these protocols in place because I felt that it would help me in the morning as I got up sort of like you said, create an intention, be in the present and not worry about a future that I may or may not be able to complete or control. So I think that in goal setting as well, intentions are different, but the intention of your day can help to 
also create the the drops that go in the bucket that once the bucket is full could be an accomplished goal as well. Absolutely. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Now, Megan, who inspires you? Hmm. A lot of people inspire me. I would say, you know, all my ladies and all the women from the training really, really inspire me because we all have the same motives and goals. We, we all want to change the world. Yeah. We want to get it at a time, but we all, I don't know. It was just so amazing to see women be vulnerable and mm-hmm. also have these amazing moments together, but also moments where we, we struggled, but we, we stuck together and we, we stuck that out. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm very intuitive. I'm a very intuitive person, very spiritual. I believe in the universe. I believe in just being in that present moment and centering myself. So I would say I gravitate towards people like-minded people as myself. And, you know, one of my biggest um, influences in my life is, is a good friend of mine, Justina Langone, who is actually an entrepreneur and she owns her own superfood cafe in Wakefield, Massachusetts. Ooh, I and, love that. You know, she's, she's been in a ama- like, always a role model for me because we used to swim together when we were younger and she's all, she's a few years older than me. So I always looked up to her, but now seeing her in this role, it's really inspired me to go after my dreams. And it's amazing because I have such a good role model. And I also had the privilege of, you know, the founder of Breathe for Change led our training. That's right. I admire her. So she really inspires me because she, she's such a go-getter, a hustler, and she went after her dream. Right. And now it's turned into this amazing, amazing thing. And also the legging brand that I wear often, it's called Booty by Brabants. And love them. Started. And this is this is not an ad, but if you like great fitting pants for workout, mostly for yoga, this is your brand. And we're gonna link to Megan and we're gonna link also to the booty brand because they are um on point if you want to have your booty look good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Julie, Kelly Brabance has been a tremendous inspiration to me because she's she's in the fitness industry and her outlook on life is just one day, one moment, one being in the present. And regardless of how successful she is with whether it be teaching her, you know, wor- workout classes or with her entire legging line, she has positively influenced so many women mm-hmm. from all, all walks of life, whether that be, you know, women who are plus size or different shapes and sizes. And that's truly amazing to me because she's so, she's hum, she's humble and mm-hmm. she is just authentic. And that's what I aspire to be. So I aspire to be someone like her and my friend Justina, who, you know, are entrepreneurs and Mm. have these successful businesses, but are able to stay humble. That's, you know, I look for people that are humble, go-getters, and don't let any negativity deter them from accomplishing their goals. I love that you're saying that because I think that in life, and one of the beliefs that I have is that you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. So um, I, right now I'm surrounding myself a lot with the uh, 
with a husband and two dogs. But overall, I do have a lot of really great influences. And I know that for you to surround yourself and be inspired by these strong, motivational, fantastic women really is creating in you that mirror. Um, One of the guests of the podcast, um, my friend Valerie, she, she talked about the, the, and hold on, I need to look at it because I don't want to say it wrong, but it was such a beautiful concept that, um, I, I really has started to really embrace that in my life. And she, she said that we need to be believing mirrors for each other. And as women, there is such a proneness to, oh, be catty and kind of like always, oh, you know, diss somebody else. But as we surround ourselves with the women who we want to be, then we are believing that and they are reflecting their light on us. And I would like to make sure that as we go through and and one of the reasons I feel so strongly about this podcast is I want to also create that believing mirror for other women so that they can see that, hey, this this is possible. I can go out and achieve my dream or I can be. And certainly I know for me, I always said someday I'll be a yoga instructor. And when I decided to take the leap, I was like, oh crap, what am I doing? And you guys, you and Mo and Nally and Beth, all of the ladies in our group that we had these community groups, the days that I didn't believe in myself, you guys believed enough for me. And I, I was able to get through the the training because of that, that um, love and support that we created for each other. So. Absolutely. And I would love to add to, you know, women that are all that have also been influential in my, my life are, you know, women I've met through recovery mm-hmm. because they, you know, they have, you know, strong sobriety and, right as a newly as newly in recovery i i kind of need people to guide me so they've they've right. been such a godsend to me and i spend a lot a lot of time with these women and that's mostly who i surround myself with now because i need as i've mentioned i need to be around like-minded people so i right. can't really surround myself with people who don't necessarily understand that my sobriety is my number one priority. So I, I need to be around people that are sober and I need to go to my meetings. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for the things that you're doing and it's not, it's not easy. And I'm going to venture to say, because I spent a lot of time with you that you're an extrovert and you are a fun loving friend. And when we decide to take steps in our life, that are different from where a lot of our other family or friends or people that surround us are in, sometimes it's it's a challenge. And I don't like using the word hard, but it can be a difficulty to to overcome. I, I really don't like that word either, difficulty, but it but it <clears throat> it's courageous that you understand that you need to set yourself up for success and be able to then just follow that path no matter what does it mean and who you're leaving behind. I believe that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And 
as you're going through your season now, it's important to make sure that you are surrounded with the right people. So, Absolutely, Julie. So smart of you to do that. Now, who who do you feel it, when you look at a confident person, do, do you feel that you are confident? So that's actually a really good question, Julie, as you know, as you we've spent a tremendous amount of time together, you know, 200 hours in three weeks. We had to, we went through, we laughed, we cried, we danced, as you mentioned, and it forced me to be extremely vulnerable. And as I mentioned earlier, something that I would have told myself before I, you know, started the training would be to believe in myself and just show, be kind to myself because I, I grew up and I was never kind to myself because I, I always wanted to be perfect and just mm. almost like I definitely was like a people pleaser. Whereas now that I've gone through this training and I've been in sobriety for four months, I've really had to dig deep. So right. I am, I wouldn't say I'm the most confident person, but today I'm, I'm very sure. And I'm very confident in myself and in my journey. And I don't let outside forces almost deter me from my goals. I may have some challenges that I may face and get stuck at moments, but I always, I'm always looking at that big picture and in whatever goal that I, that I'm looking to achieve. What challenges do you feel can have an, what, what impact do you think those challenges can have in your life overall? So I would, as I mentioned, you know, mental health has always been something that I've struggled tremend tremendously with. And sometimes when I'm listening to others, I overthink things and I kind of take a step backwards because I think that what they have to say about me or the situation, they're right. So that means maybe I'm not worthy or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm incapable of doing this. Right. I think that a deep, deep belief in yourself has to come specifically from knowing that the only opinion that really counts is yours. And I think that as I've seen your journey, you, you are really beginning to understand and believe and embrace and live that lesson. So I think that as you continue to move forward, um, I would encourage you to continue to do that because it helps you thrive for sure. I told my niece, my niece the other day, well, not the other day because she was in school <clears throat> some months back and she got in the car and my sister called and she was upset and my niece who's six. I said, what, what's wrong? What's the matter? And apparently, as boys tend to do, a boy was laughing at her or teasing her or whatever the case might have been. Right. And and I said, hey, listen, who cares what he thinks? And I think that in many ways, as girls, sometimes we're not told that we're told, be a good girl, sit here, look nice, don't speak up, don't do this. And we need to start creating environments where we start to just show girls that, hey, it's okay to not care the opinion of the boy in the playground. Hey, it's okay that you are going to wear 
matching outfit or not a matching outfit and you're going to go out of your house being you and being your your authentic self so i think that that's something that hopefully as we continue to go in whatever walk of life we encourage and we cheer each other on uh tell me a little bit about your yoga practice how often are you practicing per week so i have taken a step back from Mm -hmm. doing my daily practice practice and it's definitely had a negative impact on the way that i'm showing up and but i've been more the past few weeks something i've been doing with my therapist it's called mindful moments so you set one intention for your day i love it you choose two things that you're grateful for and then three things that you're hopeful for so although i haven't been really sitting with my thoughts and doing a full yoga practice in ways mm-hmm. I have been using tools to ground myself mm-hmm. throughout this difficult time. And I've also been doing that by journaling or, you know, going for a walk, working out. There's so many different ways that you can practice yoga or meditation. It right. doesn't necessarily mean that you just have to sit there and sit with yourself. And I think a lot of people who have never practiced yoga or gone to a yoga class, and certainly in, in, in my mid-20s, and that was a long time ago, I uh, I remember when someone invited me to a yoga class, I thought, what? <laughs> Wait. What? I don't, you know, and I had a lot of different thoughts about that. And, and we'll, you know, uh, we can talk what thoughts really are, but I... Um, I think back in, in many misconceptions about what yoga is and what, what is not. And I remember when I finally started to go to a yoga class and, and understand that it's not about being able to contort into different positions, but it's actually about the present moment and, and feeling the movement of your body, what is able to accomplish, and also giving yourself grace because a yoga position or an asana is not going to look the same in everyone. And I think that that's one thing that as, uh, as practitioners or as students of yoga, we should really learn to, to communicate and, and be okay with. Um, I know that the practice that you're doing right now, the intention setting. And I, and again, uh, because I stalk you on Instagram, I know that that, that is a beautiful practice. And during this time where our world is sort of in a new normal, being able to just put to paper what's on your mind is very important. Now, for those people who don't journal and don't have that kind of practice, what would be a good recommendation that you would say it's a good place to start? So as I mentioned, mindful moments, I believe would be a great place to start. But instead of creating an intention, as we mentioned before, a lot of people kind of aren't sure, I would say set a goal, maybe, you know, eat your favorite meal or go for a walk and, and, you know, get outside and enjoy the sunshine. And, you know, just saying two things you're grateful for every day and, you know, things you're hopeful for. Because, you know, during this time, although there's not a lot that you can be doing and there's a lot that is out of our control, there's a lot within ourselves that we do have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've been working prior to the lockdown and you you were working one-to-one with 
a student, um, a special ed student. And what are some of the things that you learned from him in that experience? So as I mentioned, I work with a student with Down syndrome this year, but prior to that last year, I was one-on-one with a student that was severely autistic and functioned at a two-year-old, like an 18-month level. So that, Mm -hmm. for me, that was very, one, it was mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausting. But although he couldn't speak, he like taught me so much. Like I get emotional thinking about it because he couldn't communicate to me like verbally, but Mm -hmm. I would I would do, they call it like discrete trials. So instead of him doing academics, because since he was at such a lower level, he was unable to do this, we would run discrete trials. So I'd be like, do this, like get ready. And I was able to, you know, just say that and he would be able to get ready or I do this, clap his hands, do this. I taught him how to um, do a pound it. And it was incredible to see because we would go on the playground and there would be typical kids on the playground. And he would go up to them and try, mm-hmm. try to and do a pound it. So that was incredible to me because it showed me that regardless of your disability, you can still communicate with people. Right. And that's exactly what he taught me. And he, he taught me to just appreciate my life more because, you know, he's unable to communicate. So me being able to work with him was a blessing because he came, he became like one of the most important people in my life. And I actually, as I said, he was nonverbal. He did, however, make noises and you know, it, it would sound like he would say mom sometimes or yay or no. And one day I was like holding his face and we were by ourselves. He was getting a sensory break. And I said, you know, I said his name and I said, yay. And I kind of like held his mouth and he was looking right at me and he said it. And he said that twice and no one else was there to see that, but I was there to see it. So that just showed me so much about what people are capable of doing regardless of their disability. They are capable of so much that a lot of people kind Mm -hmm. of don't even realize because they don't take the time to really understand that. Right. This world has been such a fast paced environment that we forget to really stop. And I'm hoping that we are learning to enjoy the moments. I am hoping that we are learning to listen to each other more. I see that there are so many things that we've taken for granted, like eating together or playing games that I'm hoping that as we come out of it, we continue to incorporate these into our daily life. Um, So tell me, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think what, I would say I Love Me by Demi Lovato. And the reason why that is my favorite song is because Demi Lovato struggles with bipolar disorder and I am also bipolar, so I can really relate to her. And she, she uses, you know, her, you know, mental condition as something positive that she's doing. You know, just as I journal and I, and I run and I, I exercise, that's my outlet. Whereas writing songs is her outlet. So that's, you know, it's just saying like, you know, she's saying, you know, I'm my own worst enemy, but I love everyone else. So that's kind of showing me, you know, my whole model motto in for 2020 is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And she, she, by, by having that song, it's kind of just inspiring me to be that better person to myself so that I can be that 
or others. So you, you talked about you don't like the discomfort. I, I don't like discomfort myself. And, but why do you think we run away from the discomfort? I, I believe that a lot of people run away from discomfort. Me personally is because we're unsure of how to deal with those emotions. We were never taught probably, pro, to properly deal with, with them. What happens when you find yourself in discomfort? What's your first go-to? I shut down and I, I get very negative, as I, as I mentioned, I'm my own worst enemy or critic. So I, I get very down on myself and I, I do that to myself. And Megan, I love your vulnerability because I feel that whether or not you are young or old, we there's many women that would also say that they are their worst enemies. And I know that for myself, there's times in which I fall back into patterns or I do things in my life and I'm like, oh, wow, why didn't I do that again? Or or I, I believe that, again, it, it's a matter of... Um, fighting what's ingrained and i i have seen that well first of all not seen but it's 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 a proven fact right our brains are so ingrained into these patterns that have become habits and and these patterns their roadways in our brain can't really be deleted or erased and one of the things that we need to learn is to just create new patterns and new habits for ourselves and when we run away from discomfort is we we run from the the perceivedness that that the pain needs to be avoided where in essence if we are able to sit with it and and we are able to just learn how to get past it and move to the next level i i you know as you know i was laid off uh, about a month ago and I immediately went into doer mode, doer. Okay, what's my next thing? What am I going to do? What, or what What comes next, right? And I started to put together a plan and efficiently move forward. And I realized that I couldn't do that, that I still needed to take time to grieve because obviously that's the chapter of my life that was changing. And I needed to really sit in the moment and be uncomfortable with the idea that I didn't have a job and there is some fear as to what comes next, right? And I'm hoping that we we learn together as women to, to be in discomfort, uh, like being hungry, right? When we're in a diet and we're hungry, then we're so afraid of getting hungry. Oh, this diet is not going to make you go hungry. <laughs> And we seek those. But the reality is that it's not rocket science. If you want to lose weight, you got to eat less. And that means that you may need to be a little hungry, right? Mm -hmm. So finding that discomfort is very important. Now, what do you hope that Megan in five years is going to be doing? So I hope within five years, as you know, I have a lot of big aspirations and dreams that are kind of all different in a way which I but love. I really hope that I want to be extremely involved in recovery. And my town, Charlestown, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. we have a very strong recovery community. So we have a coalition and, you know, there's different organizations within that. We have a turn it around program for, you know, teens that are 
we teach that we do different things like life skills with them and, you know, get them involved into the community to give back to adolescents. So I really want to be involved in that. And I, I, I want to, you know, be a recovery coach as well as potentially, you know, have my own podcast and continue with my blogging. I would also hope to be settled down with someone and have a dog because I do have a cat, but I'm such a dog person and I can't really right now at this point in my life, I can't take care mm-hmm. of a dog just responsibility wise. And my schedule is too busy. So I really, I have, as I mentioned, I have such big dreams and aspirations. I eventually, which I haven't mentioned, which, you know, I've run four Boston marathons. So mm-hmm. I eventually would like to potentially try to qualify within five years. And I would like to try to do like a half Ironman. And I, that the, you know, working out and being an athlete has been such a positive outlet for me throughout my entire childhood, my entire adult life as of right now. And I, and I am really hoping to, you know, maybe have potentially have my own yoga studio or at least be teaching mm-hmm. regularly. Well, I, I, I love the fact that you have very defined aspirations and they're very broad. I love the fact that you are looking and picturing yourself and making an impact on other people's lives. And, and that is such a testament to the, the young woman that you are who has a, a huge heart. I want to challenge you because you know me, I'm always throwing out challenges. To, I love to it. I love it. I, I love that. So what I, I, and, and I think that, um, because listen, I, I know that for myself, I had a lot of really different goals and dreams and thoughts and ideas in, in my twenties and definitely being with someone was one of them. And I, and, and my challenge to you is continue to do what you do best. And that person will come into your life when you're least expecting it. And that's exactly what I've been focused on lately because I've, you know, I was in a relationship for a really long time and that ended and I was trying to fill that void for so long. And, you know, what the training taught me as well as being in recovery, I, I'm, tomorrow's not promised. I need to keep it in the day. And if I have a hard time keeping it in the day, I, I look to keep it in the second or the minute. Right. And yep. that's been you know, a tremendous part of my, where my self-confidence has come mm-hmm. because I'm able to, not only was I able to be vulnerable in the yoga training, I'm now extremely vulnerable in the, you know, recovery community. As mm-hmm. of recently during this pandemic, we are still having in-person meetings at our local football field. And a lot of people have mixed feelings about that, mm-hmm. but I am getting a tremendous, tremendous amount out of it. It's almost like my medicine in a way. Mm-hmm. I need that in order to, you know, stay sober and stay mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually healthy and well. And there's a lot of men that attend the meetings. And um, this past Sunday, I, I celebrated four months of complete sobriety. So congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. So one of the, um, you know, the very influential people in my life and in recovery, he, you know, he asked me if I wanted to speak that day. And I said, no, I I don't want to, I get very intimidated by speaking in front of men because I feel like I I have to be even more vulnerable. Right. Mm -hmm. And everyone was encouraging me and they were like, you can do it. 
So I said, you know, I got up there and I said right off the get-go, I said, you know, I'm not comfortable in speaking in front of men, but as I mentioned, I'm getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I was always terrified of public speaking as, as you know, you know, from the training and by the end of the training, I could speak in front of 80 people, no problem. And I think recovery and sobriety has helped me to be even better at that. So another goal or, you know, something I really want to do within five years is go and speak about my mental mm -hmm. health in recovery journey in hopes of helping other people, whether that be one person, if I can touch one person, that's all yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to do. So you remind you and I are very like-minded. I think that in starting this podcast, I, I wanted to just be able to, well, first of all, speak to people and well, not people, but women I love because I know a lot of really cool women who have done a really good job at living their life and being dreamers and accomplishing and some of them fall flat on their face and I love that about them because they pick themselves up and they're doing it but you know someone said to me it's like oh what are you gonna do you're gonna like you know I'm like I just if so, if one person listens and one person is able to say oh if she did it, I can do it. Or if she got smacked in the face by life and she's okay, maybe that's my story too. And I, and I, and I go back to that, that story of this, the, <clears throat> I'm going to say it very badly. The story of the, of the um, sand dollars. No, the starfish. And it's a poem that, right. That you have a, uh, child and his grand her his grandfather were walking on the beach and there were thousands and thousands of starfish on the sand and the little boy kept tossing them back into the water and because they die right if they're not in the water and the grandfather said what are you trying to do he's like well i'm trying to save their life and the grandfather's like, but there's thousands on the beach. And the, the little boy says, yeah, but it made a difference to that one I tossed back. That and is so beautiful. I've actually never heard that story before. So thank you so much. Well, I said it poorly because it's, it's a poem and people should look it up and maybe I'll find it and post it in the show notes. But it it really is something that I've kept in the forefront, right? I I hear Robin Roberts talk a bit, and I love Robin Roberts because I love Good Morning America. Not an ad, but if you want to sponsor me, you can. Um, the, I love her, and one of the things that she talks about is make your mess your message. I love that. That's and so beautiful. This right now, I'm unemployed. I'm doing a lot of different things. I'm going to be doing some career coaching. I'm doing using my skills and the things that I've been able to do in my career. And, but ultimately, I love helping people and I love being a support system for, I'm a, I'm a proponent of women. I believe that any women can achieve whatever it is that they dream about. And I want to be able to help them. And if it, I can help at least one woman and make a difference in that life, just like that starfish that was thrown back in the water, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it for that, for sure. And Julie, that's so beautiful. And and as you like, you've been in a tremendous role model and inspiration for me. As I oh, mentioned, everyone you. in our in our community group really touched me and inspired me. And just seeing all that you've been able to do, you know, working on curriculum 
for education in Massachusetts and, you know, being a life coach and, and all different things like that. Like I wasn't worried about you when you told me you got laid off because <laughs> I know how much of a go-getter you are. So I'm super proud of you for being able to do all of this. And, you know, as you shared that little story, I would like to share a poem that is my favorite poem in the world. And maybe we could I share it, it on the story, the yes. storyline quotes as, um, posts as well. So it's called the mountain. So if, if a mountain seems too big today, then climb a hill. No, if the, ma- if the mountain seems too big today, then climb a hill instead. If the morning brings you sadness, it's okay to stay in bed. If the day ahead weighs heavy and your plans feel like a curse, there's no shame in rearranging. Don't make yourself feel worse. If a shower stings like needles and a bath feels like you're, you'll drown, if you haven't washed your hair for days, don't throw away your crown. A day is not a lifetime. A rest is not defeat. Don't think of it as failure, just a quiet, kind retreat. It's okay to take a moment from an anxious, fractured mind. The world will not stop turning while you get realigned. The mountain will still be there when you want to try again. Just climb it in your own time. Just love yourself till then. But that's, it like almost makes me cry because I know I've shared it at the training, but it's like, even I've had the opportunity, as I mentioned, I'm in recovery. I've been able to run a commitment for women at a, mm. um, in recovery. And the, I think the, the, when I was able to run that, I did it differently. I almost did it like we did intention setting. I gave them, I read them the quote the first time and they were like, oh my goodness, we love that quote. So a, a family friend of mine made us almost like these little prayer cards, mountain quotes, love and they it. got it. And then they told me that they put it up in the house so that they, for women that don't have it, could see it. So for mm-hmm. me, that that's a difference that I made. And that makes me get confidence and want to continue my sobriety because I see other women looking up to me. And that's, that's, that just that's so like hits me, you know, it's a good, good feeling. Absolutely. I think um, the whole world needs more people who are willing to share their strengths, their weaknesses, and just their rawness and who they really are as a person. We show up in the world thinking that, you know what, I'm going to show up, but if I'm going to take a picture of my house, it needs to be camera ready. But um, the reality is that People need to see that there's the pile of laundry in the corner, or they need to see that you're in the kitchen and there are dishes in the sink. It's the world. Listen, I'm a big proponent of making sure there's no dishes in the sink. (laughs) And I like going to bed, making sure that everything is in the, in the dishwasher, but there's times that I don't. And Julie, I really like how you said that, because as you know, we, we had to come up with an adjective Mm -hmm. during our training. So at first Mine was motivated, Megan. But right. by the end of it, I changed it to mindful, Megan. And that's where I was inspired to start my Instagram, which is right. called Mindfully, Megan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I mentioned, I, I was always a people pleaser. And I always seeked and, and felt like I needed to be validated. So that's yeah. how my, my previous Instagram was. Whereas this Instagram, I was like, you know what? I can take all my journaling, my blogging to this platform and I can just be raw and authentic and vulnerable. I don't have to fake anything. I can just lay it all out. And, you know, I had so many followers on my other page. And I was like, for a while, I'm like, they probably don't really care what I have to say. So I decided to go and create this Mindfully Megan 
you know, mm-hmm. Instagram and I've had huge success with it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for approval from other people, but I've had so many people from all walks of life mm-hmm. reach out to me and say how much my journey has influenced them and, and really made them want to be more vulnerable and open right. about their struggles. So for me, I've, you know, I've been, as I mentioned, and as you know, I'm a go-getter and I've struggled with a lot of things in silence for a long time, but I've always journaled. Like I've been journaling for about 10 years and I have journals from when I was mm-hmm. 15. So for me, that's oh, yeah. always been when I'm, when I'm not able to communicate how I'm feeling and internally, I, that's, that's my outlet. But now it's like, I'm almost sharing and exposing my journal to the world. Mm. Like Jessica Simpson is doing with her new um, book called open book. Right. You know, talks about her journaling and her experience and struggles with trauma, addiction, mental, mental health. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, this is a platform and this, this is w- what I'm supposed to be doing. And I truly believe that right. where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. And every single person, whether you're a, a, a public person or private person, but if you are a mom and you, well, everybody's a stay-at-home mom these days, but if you're a mom and and you're going to MOPS, the mother of preschool groups, or if you're a mom and you have high school kids and you work full-time, the platform we all have is the people we see every day, day in and day out. And it's important to really be able to take a moment, right, and and be okay with not being perfect, but be okay with knowing that if you learn to manage yourself, and like we talked about earlier, the only opinion that matters is really yours. Mm -hmm. The only thing that really counts is how you're showing up for yourself. And hopefully with every choice that we make, we're becoming a better person. I I know that one of the things that my mentor, um, Corinne, teaches is, and and she she would probably say it dropping a couple f bombs but i'm going to limit <laughs> i'm going to limit those because you know I, we're, not that we're, i think we're a family show i think we're going to be pg13 but again <laughs> like if if you fuck up then what's your next best choice and i think that we've got and that's where the mindfulness and the present and setting an intention if my intention in the morning is that i'm going to jump on the treadmill or i'm going to do yoga or i'm going to eat better or i'm going to drink my water whatever it is your intention for the day and you mess up then go find out what your next best choice is and go back to the intention the intention doesn't go away and the same thing with our lives as we're going through and and, and for you and I'm saying this because I love you. We are going to mess up. We 100%. are going to we're Absolutely. going to stumble. The key is going to be to say you know the mountain is going to be there again. And yes. we can come back and to it. And it's so ironic that you're saying this because I fall it, it's follow I downloaded this app it's called Hazelden's Letting Go. Okay. Yeah. There's a okay. new this new quote or like prompt each day. Mm-hmm. And the one for today is called finding your own truth. So I'd like to share the little like daily meditation part. I love it. it. I love it. Today I will search for my own truth. Wait, make everybody take us through the meditation like a, like a breathe for change person would. So we will start off with three collective breaths. You can close your eyes or you can 
do a soft gaze. You can bring your hands to heart center. You can bring one hand to your heart, other to your belly, or you can sit just in a comfortable seated position. You're going to inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Then you're going to bring your hands to your heart. You can open your eyes or you can keep them closed and we will do a two-word check-in. So check in with yourself and see how you're feeling at this present moment. It doesn't necessarily need to be something positive. So I would like to ask you, Julie, what are your two words that you are currently feeling? Grateful and blessed. I love that. And I'm feeling content and just at peace. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that. And now I will share the little meditation type. Great. Quote. So today I will search for my own truth and I will allow others to do the same. I will place value on my vision in the vision of others. We are each on the journey, making our own discoveries, the one the ones that are right for us today. So this is, it's so ironic because everything that we're talking about, that kind of ties into it. And, you know, I, I'm still, as you know, I'm, nobody's perfect. And I still, I'm only 25. I've got a long way to go. And I, I always try to seek validation from others, especially as of recently, for some reason. And now I'm like, okay, I really needed that today because what I have to say and the way I feel, that's, that's valid. And I don't need to listen or accept or take every person's advice because, you know, the way I feel might not be the way they feel. So mm -hmm. I, I really need to focus on going with my gut feeling and focus mm -hmm. on what feels right to Megan. Right. And I, I thank you so much for, for all of the words because I, I look back and I, I'm turning 50 tomorrow. You look so, amazing. Well, thank you. It's called moisturizer. 50 and thriving. <laughs> 50 and thriving. Hey, I, I'm, I, I'm excited that this is the way that I get to celebrate with people that I love and just really being really open to the new experience. And it's different from what I anticipated, but I think back in the last 25 years. And when I turned 25, I threw, because I love parties and I love throwing myself parties. I threw exactly. myself a quarter of a century birthday party. And I look back and the one thing that I would say to Julia 25 is listen to your gut. Don't be afraid of what other people are going to think. And stand your ground. Now, I've done that in some ways, but not fully for years. And there were lessons that I had to go through and I wouldn't change any of it because they've made me who I am today. But what I would just encourage any woman is that, like you said, listen to your gut and listen to that voice because what other people might be saying may be great for them. But it all all that matters is that you go after what you want for yourself 
as a woman, as a mom, as a sister, as a cousin, as a daughter, as a wife. Um, and, and you matter and you can be confident even when you don't feel it. Absolutely. Julie, I, I love everything you just said. And I, I feel super blessed to have women like you in my life. And I feel like I'm getting it early. I feel like I'm an old soul. And as you mentioned, you feel like you've known me forever. And I feel so blessed that the struggles that I have gone through because it's led me to this point. And as I mentioned, like being sober at 25 years old is such a, such an accomplishment. And I, four months to me, I was so, so excited to, you know, receive my, my chip because I've been, I've been able to stay sober for four months during this pandemic. And it's truly incredible because, you know, some people go their whole life without really finding themselves and getting in tune with themselves and, you know, doing things that make them happy versus doing things to, to make other people happy Mm -hmm. or feel good. So I'm just super, super blessed to have women like you in my life who continue to help me grow. Well, Mindful Megan, you are an inspiration. You are strong and badass, and I love that about you. And you have made me, yes, miss miss our group so much. And I am so grateful that throughout the months that we've been apart, we still have continued to encourage and love on each other. And I hope soon we will get together and hug each other. My gosh, because as an extrovert, this no hugging BS is getting to me. Oh, you're telling me. (laughs) And, um, but I, I, I love you. I miss you. I, I'm so proud of you. And I want you to know that I want you to hear that. And in the days that you, you are going to have ahead of you, that will be discomfort filled or, you know, just a bunch of BS. Know that you are loved and know that you, you people believe in you and love you and are here for you. Julie, thank you so much. I love you as well. I cannot wait to get to be- get together. I'm so proud of you for this podcast. The thank 50s, you. you'll be thriving. Listen, so, it's going to be the best decade yet. It is. Absolutely. Because yes. I, you know, we're going to party and we better have a joint yoga session soon. Absolutely. Yeah. I what happened when we were having a yoga session with Mo? Only Mo yeah. and I showed up. Come on, slacker. We, we need to get that going, you know? So our community group, there's about eight to nine of us. And mm-hmm. we've, we've gotten so close. And it's amazing because it, it's women from all different walks of life. Like, you know, there's a few mm-hmm. my age, a few Julie's age. And we all come from different backgrounds. And we just we just mesh so well and we love each other. And mm-hmm. although we can't see each other and, you know, we, we went from spending, you know, 11 hours a day together for three weeks to not being able to see each other. And we've, we've still remained to be so connected. And our bond is strong and just really is testing the time that we've been apart. But I love knowing that you guys are in my corner and I love being in the corner for each of you. It's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, honey. I love you. You you keep rocking and shining. You as well. Thank you, Julie. Stay centered. You as well. This was amazing. Bye. That was pretty fantastic. You know, it's interesting how 
Um, we create a, a plan for how we're going to release these episodes, but the release of the episodes just um, confirmed to me that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think that staying centered and being mindful and present is so important right now because our world is filled with pain and filled with brokenness and we are in so many different places when it comes to our thoughts and when it comes to what we're feeling based on what we're seeing so yeah it's been a difficult week um i mean we were dealing with the covid already and with the with the riots that are happening right now it's it's kind of a um a tough thing to um, wrap your mind around and i think that you know everybody's going to have a lot of different thoughts and opinions on what is going on in our world but one of the things that i feel is that we have to be able to come to the table and have conversations about it because without any dialogue we don't get to hear what somebody else may be thinking or feeling and it's important to understand that and sometimes people are so afraid of dialogue and afraid of discussions that they avoid them but without them we can't educate ourselves on issues and we can't educate ourselves on the experience that somebody else may have so as you're going through the world this week and i'm not going to get preachy because i could well a wise woman once told me that ignoring injustice is complicitness to the injustice. Daniel, you listen to me. Thank you. Mm. That's why I love you. Yeah. So I would like to close because this is Casa de Confidence with a thought that in this house we believe that black lives matter, love is love, science is real, feminism is for everyone that no human is illegal and kindness is everything because I believe that God is a God of love and kindness and not of hate and war. So thank you for coming to Casa de Confidence today, coming to you live from Casa de Collins. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly 
forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly. Julie's Mastermind.